We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm wearing gray. Um, hello, gray. I'm wearing gray sweatpants today, and I was thinking about that. Gray sweatpants? Gray, sweat, gray sweatpants. <laughs> I was thinking about that question that was like, what's the gray sweatpants of, what are women's gray sweatpants? Yeah, what is it? And I asked um, WeWork, and he put a lot of thought into it. I think he, I think his answer was gray sweatpants. <laughs> I feel like it's no bra. Oh, that is what he said. That oh. is what he said. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I wasn't wearing a bra, which I never am. That bisexual Look brain. Look at that. <laughs> Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I'm so excited that you're home. I'm so excited that and I'm like, home. And to be recording again. I know. Thank you for jumping in right after we did our intro so that I wouldn't start talking about something that made no sense <laughs> in my sheer panic. My parents listened to that episode where I was saying like, j- just silence words. makes me uncomfortable. And they were like, we've known that for a long time. It's good that you come to terms with it. But no, I'm really happy that I'm home too. Mm -hmm. The wedding was amazing. It was perfect in every way. Amelia was slaying in her suit. Oh, I felt so so good. When I was texting my friend who was my date to the wedding about like when he was on his way, um, I was like, I look like a fucking waiter. Cause I was she like, did not. I didn't. Once I got used to it, I did not look like a waiter. But I had like a tie on, like a I don't even. I think it was. I think it was a men's tie. I, it felt like like a power tie. It was like kind of like a a Donald Trump tie on me because it was so long. And then it was. I'm like, mm, I don't know anything about ties, but a woman's. My dad tied my tie for me. It was like a Aww. moment for both of us. Yeah. Um. But my the collar on the shirt was like a woman's collar, and they don't make them big enough like structured for ties oh. so i just looked i looked like a like a messy like stressed out waiter until i got like used to and then Being i was fucking, I felt so fucking large and in charge i was wearing heels and a suit i felt the, really good it it looked so good with like the hair and makeup too that was like the perfect combination thank you the hair and makeup team there what they were just the most amazing women also it just feels so nice to see your hair and makeup done oh my god it really does <laughs> it really really does i felt so party but my brother and his now wife i've never seen them that happy ever like Aww. my brother was smiling the entire day i was expecting him to be like a little stressed did he cry at all 
probably he pro- i wasn't obviously wasn't there for the first look i would assume he cried during the first look mm. um the best man dropped the ring in the flowers as he was handing them over because he didn't know that he was going to be responsible for handing over the the rings he dropped i feel the like the, the one holding the ring never knows that they're going to be responsible yeah, for they it they told him right before he went in but it everyone thought it was choreographed it was so funny how it happened so everybody everyone was like oh that was on purpose right he was like yep <laughs> sure uh-huh. was but anyway so now i have a sister-in-law i've always wanted a sister and now I have one. Mm. But the wedding was perfect. Um, I'm very happy to be back because uh, the East Coast is an exhausting place to be. I don't know how all of y'all that live there do it. I mean, I did it for eight years and I feel like I'm still recovering. I feel like I'm still like sleeping that off. Specifically New York. New York is exhausting. I haven't been to New York City since I was 16. I think you would be actually be okay there. I think you would thrive. I think I would thrive just because I'm kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you're able to be you, you you are able to be i'd be allowed to be a bitch yes what is your opinion on like when someone becomes single and they like immediately go on like a social media tour of being single you mean like deleting like all their pictures of or like liking like that but then also just like suddenly they're posting on their story all the time and like very publicly like not with their Uh, ex-partner anymore Mm. i guess it depends on like the side of the breakup that they were on Mm -hmm. like if they did the dumping and they did that that feels a little shitty (laughs) unless the person they dumped like cheated or Mm -hmm. something you know um but if like you were like shitty throughout the relationship and then you dump the person and then you like go on this huge tour like that feels a little hurtful yeah but then like if you get dumped or you dump someone that cheated on you and then you go on this tour then that would that's different that's so true. Well, I guess I hadn't considered, like, who is, like, potentially the dumper and the dumpy in this circumstance. Um, but I was just one – like, I'm just thinking, like, I support the social media tour. Totally. Um, in most circumstances. But, like, you were saying, if someone cheated and then they, like, are going on a tour. But I, my perception of that, too, is, like, also it's coming from a place of sadness. <laughs> like, you're – you're sad and you're insecure, so you're like, I want some approval and attention because the person that I got that from is no longer in my life. Yeah. I guess it depends on the tone of it. Like, but it's so fun. Like, totally. It is fun. I fucking love a social media tour. I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I think it depends. Like if you're sad and you're posting, that's different from like you being like, yeah, fuck you, you know, if, if you're the one that cheated. Mm-hmm. you could, it, there, It's so like... It's like a decision tree of like when I would think it's okay. Yeah, it's so true. Like, it totally like is so a decision many, tree. Many different circumstances that change if it's okay or not. Um, but I don't. I'm. I'm always in. I will always be in support of everyone doing whatever feels the best when they're hurting, unless you're like intentionally hurting someone else. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one caveat. Mm-hmm. Do whatever you want to do. I just love watching people go on like a hot girl tour. Oh yeah. And you don't need to be a girl to be a hot girl. Hell no. I know a lot of dudes that have gone on hot girl tours. Yeah, going on a hot girl tour when you're single. All day. I, I can't stop thinking about what the decision tree would look like. <laughs> like, did they cheat? No. Then it's fine. Did they cheat? Yes. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you, like, who broke up with who? Uh-huh. Did you break up with them? Yes. Did you cheat? Yes. Were you a dick about it? Yes. You don't get to go on the no. social media tour. No. We should make this. I'm going to make this on Excel. Okay. Instead of doing actual work tomorrow. I'm so behind on everything. Hit up Canva. Oh, hell yeah. We're doing this on Canva. Mm -hmm. Subscribe to us on Patreon. 
for our decision tree. Actually, I'm not going to say that. I'm probably not ever going to make this. <laughs> but still, this is a great time to say it. This is a great time to drop the socials. You did a great job last week. Thank you. I was surprised I could handle that. You did. I mean, it's a it's a tough burden to bear. <laughs> I can't remember all of them. <laughs> you did a great job. We got Patreon where you have um ad free early episodes and then you get to talk on our discord which you should also join about the early episodes follow us on instagram tiktok twitter at the holy hour uh email us here surprise stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com follow moi on everything at amelia samson i am liz ball so hard on instagram and tiktok and liz t ball on twitter where you can watch me harass ted cruz and greg abbott but anyway, we're going to try to have a little bit of fun today. <laughs> we're drinking to make today a little bit less heavy. Yeah, I walked in and immediately was like, yep, I we're do drinking need a today. Drink. I set up a little like vodka soda bar on my table. We're like doing it big today. Um, anyways, back to the hot girl tour yes. question. So I have, you know, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but I have been noticing lots of people are going through breakups right now. That's great news for me. (laughs) And I just want to say, like, I know people are sad that they have this breakup that just happened. And you know what? There might be a few more breakups coming. Mercury's in retrograde. So who's to fucking say? So I just want to say, like, I'm excited for the people going through a breakup right now because they're about to have just, like, the fucking, like, hottest girl summer ever. Hell yeah. That's just... I am not in charge. That is just the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, I can sense it. I feel it coming. It's just going to be just like this insane hot girl summer. It's going to be amazing. It is going to be the hottest girl summer because we're going on like year three of not really being able to kick COVID and like, but now things are kind of opening up. You either have had COVID or breakthrough COVID or the vaccine. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, it's very rare that like someone has had at least one of those. So. You gotta fuck everyone before monkeypox takes it's over. Just I okay. I'm being like a little bit of a skept a skepticist. Is that a word? It is now. I think it is. I'm a little skeptical about it because like, okay. At first, I was like, COVID's not gonna be a thing. That doesn't happen here because how many times has things not happened here? You know, like, ooh, everyone's freaking out of the bird flu and like that. Nothing yeah. really happens. Yeah, that's a good point. So, like, uh, I don't want to like shoot myself in the foot by saying this, but like. I just don't really think monkeypox is going to be as big of a thing. And I'm going to knock on the wood From on your this. mouth to God's ear, Liz. Well, because it's um, related to smallpox. And, mm-hmm. like, the smallpox vaccine keeps you protected against it pretty well. Um, and most of us have had a smallpox vaccine. I asked my mom today, and I do. Yeah, it's like you that was like one of the first vaccines they yeah. just give it to you like right out the womb they're like and here's your smallpox <laughs> yeah and they slap you on the butt and give you to your mom <laughs> yeah just a slap on the butt and yep. the smallpox vaccine yeah send you out the door and that's that and a huge bill welcome to america yep <laughs> um, <laughs> they're like you're now born so we don't care about you <laughs> yeah true shit um yeah, I, it's anyway. I could have like a whole political conversation now, but the <laughs> hot all, girl we summer. all hit that reset button. You and I just hit the reset button. I'm like, let's not do it. Yep, we're, we're not go gonna back. do it. <laughs> Throw this bitch in reverse. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's gonna be a hot girl summer. I'm excited to not be the only fucking single one. I want to give some single girl advice. Like, I think, like I was about to have such a hot girl summer, and then I met Mr. Liz, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> the way that worked, I did have like a pretty decent like phase where I was having a hot girl summer. Yeah. And dating a lot of people. And like, I think the thing that set me up to like feel good about that was just like being in a place where I'm like, no, I'm, I don't want to date anyone. Like, mm-hmm. I love myself so much. I'm not trying to ruin this by <laughs> with another person being invo- involved word um not to say that like you know dating someone is gonna ruin who you are um but I think that just you had some like examples of like you not feeling your best because of so like it's yeah fair that you would think yeah that. well I would I definitely would default to like before I was like really like comfortable with myself I would just look for the best in whoever I was dating. Mm. I'm like, well, you know, maybe this will change. Or, like, I wouldn't – I would just kind of make an excuse as to, like, why it didn't – like, oh, maybe this will change about them or this will change about me, even though deep down, I like, the feelings just weren't there. Yeah. So then I got to a point where, like, I I had spent so much time alone that I was just like, yeah, I got a good thing going with myself. Mm -hmm. So then dating was just a fun thing. Like, yeah. I wasn't dating because I wanted a boyfriend or a partner or a husband. I was just like, you know what? I just, like, I want to, like, make out with people and, like, have sex. Like, hell yeah. (laughs) And that's such a good headspace to be in because then sex is fun and it doesn't have any weight because before that it did have kind of a lot of weight Mm -hmm. for me of, like, I I don't know. It just felt like I I didn't want to be used, but then – um, once you're in like a good place with yourself, like having sex actually is really fun. It yeah. took me a long time to get to that point though. Totally. Yeah. You have to get, I feel like there's so much stuff that has to line up before you can get into yeah. that headspace. Yeah. And I just want, I want everyone who is like newly single to like be in that headspace and have a hot girl summer. And just like, you guys are all like young and beautiful. Just like flirt and have a fun summer and don't spread monkeypox. yeah i did read i did i, I looked up monkeypox, and they're just like pushing this narrative so hard that it was like spread from having sex at a rave in the what? in the in europe yeah and i was like you're just like i think they're just trying to like scare people about sex like people having sex at raves it's so depraved like Good lord. I didn't read too much of it. I didn't read any of the articles because I was like, I just, I I can't do this right now. Speaking of raves, somebody that went to EDC, this is worth noting, just in terms of like watching out for yourself. This person was at a rave, was at EDC, like the rave, and um, he was standing behind a couple and he like could just tell something was off about them. Like there was like an older was man. Sex trafficking. No, that was my first thought too. Um, an older guy and then like a kind of like a younger woman, and like they were just like kind of sketchy. And toward the end of the set, they turned around and looked at him, and they like unfolded this piece of paper, and it had like a mountain of like white powder on it, and they blew it in his face. What the fuck? And he like covered up his mouth like right away, luckily. But he like got out of the cl- out of the crowd, and he like started feeling like lightheaded, and they I guess had like blown something in his face that like they people use in other countries to like make people paralyzed like temporarily so that they can rob them fuck that Mm -hmm. so that's something if you just like be hyper vigilant and like if somebody feels sketchy just 
protect yourself. Vegas fucking sucks. That's just so fucking scary that that's like a thing that people can get their hands on. Yeah. I think it's called like devil's breath, I think is what they call it. Uh, anyway, just... Now you just got to watch out for people paralyzing you so they can steal your shit. Mm-hmm. It's really fucked up. Uh, so stay hyper vigilant. Um, back yeah. to hot girl summer and single girl advice. This is the perfect time to segue into this email that you haven't read that I read that I wanted to read to you to see yeah. your advice. Oh, God. Um, I'm excited. I'm like a little nervous and I think it's just because... You're usually the ones who read the emails. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like... I don't like being surprised. <laughs> it's not anything like that. Um, like if someone proposes to me, I might punch them in the face because I'm just going to be so shocked. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes. Yes. <laughs> this email that we are about to read um, has mentioned some uh, physical and emotional abuse. Um, very brief mentions, but they're still mentioned. So if you're triggered by that, please skip like the next like probably eight minutes, I'm going to guess is what that's going to come out to. If I get that right, I'm going to be so impressed. But just skip the next little bit. Just smash that fast forward button. Hell yeah. We got this email from a listener today. Um, and the subject line is my ex is an awful human being. Liz has not read this yet. And there's a question at the end that I want her take on. Okay. I also haven't really thought much about it. Okay. Um, all right. Hello, ladies. My name is blank. And then she says that she is 33 female. Um, she says, I discovered your podcast about two weeks ago and I listen every day while at work. Hmm. I feel like you're my friends and you make me laugh constantly at work. So thank you. We are your friends. We don't just feel like your friends. We are your friends. I just listened to your cheating episode and thought I'd share my story with my ex. I dated him from 2013 to 2015. I met him while I was a bridesmaid in my friend's wedding while he was a groomsman. The first three months were great, as it usually is in a new relationship. Then his true colors started showing. If I did anything he didn't like, as in some saying something sarcastic, rolling my eyes, disagreeing, he would lose it. He would scream and yell and call me awful names. One example of this was we were on our way to a Giants game. After having stopped for breakfast, I was quietly eating my bagel when he missed the exit for the stadium. Mind you, he has been to over 50 Giants games and he started screaming and flipping out on me because it was my fault I didn't tell him the exit was coming up, which I have never done before. I was crying so hard I started choking on my bagel. He then yelled more saying I was choking on purpose to get him to stop yelling. I eventually swallowed my bagel but couldn't stop crying. He took the next exit and started driving home. He then said he'll turn around and we can go to the game if I promise to not bring this up and forget it happened, so we did. Whoa. Mm-hmm. After about six months, he also started not wanting to have sex with me anymore. We went the whole summer without sex, including going on our first vacation together. He always made excuses and it hurt me every day thinking something was wrong with me and he was no longer attracted to me. I brought it up multiple times and he always said nothing was wrong. He just wasn't in the mood. Almost two years in, he broke up with me over text while I was on my way to work. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. The night before. I'm fucking punch this man in the dick. I know, I would love to find him. The night before, I had asked him again if anything was wrong and why he never wanted to have sex. Three days later, he posted a picture of sushi and tagged a girl from work I was suspicious of. I flat out asked if he had cheated on me, and he said yes, so he was having sex, just not with me. He proposed to her six months later. Since he is still friends with my friend's husband, I see occasionally what's going on in his life through social media. After being married for, to her for five years, he then cheated on her and got a 20-year-old pregnant. He's now 35. 
I also learned he hit the girl he cheated with multiple times through the relationship. Jesus fucking Christ. So to say I dodged a bullet, I dodged a fucking bullet. I am now in a happy, loving relationship, but this ex caused major trauma and I don't think I ever recovered. Do you have any advice to not let old relationships affect new ones? It's a pretty extreme example. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like... I don't want to assume there's PTSD there, but, like, if you had PTSD from that relationship, no one would blame you. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would expect there Jesus to be. fucking Christ, yeah. first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, But I think that, like, there's no way that... I mean, this is just my opinion. I don't think there's a way that, like, your old relationship isn't going to affect a new relationship because... And I don't mean... I think this is, like... You're going to be triggered and you're going to have to work through those triggers mm-hmm. with a new person so you can like retrain your brain yeah. to not process things that way, to not feel like you have to protect yourself or be defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in some ways it has, it'll help you build the relationship that you want to have because you have to kind of learn in a new experience from a similar situation if that makes sense yep and I think things like that they're going to affect you for an unpredictable amount of time everyone's different like you you can still be traumatized years and years later but as long as you're aware of it and you are like proactively like in present in your current relationship and like Mm -hmm aware that you're being triggered we talked a lot about stuff like this last week with ariel um in terms of like conscious partnership and like knowing you're being triggered and having to kind of retrain yourself yeah so that's what i think like as long as you're patient with yourself and you're like explaining to your partner like this is why this situation's hard for me and i know it's different yeah but i need you to understand like where i'm coming from and how i'm feeling because then they know it's not something specifically about them. Totally. That's, yeah, that's what I was just about to say too. It's like if, you, if you're able to communicate that with your current partner, it also gives the past less power like mm-hmm. in your mind just dealing with it alone. Like I feel like that's our, a good way our psychiatrist always says like we're not meant to keep things inside. Like we're social beings. So it's like whenever we like say things out loud to somebody, it just gives it less power. Yeah. Um, and that's such a nice feeling where you're like, yes, thank God I just said it. Yeah, totally. And also the fact that you recognize that you're being triggered and it's like seeping into your current relationship is already like a huge first step that not a lot of people get to. Mm. Like that's very profound that you recognize that. And like your new partner, like in your words is loving. So it's like they are going to want to support you however they can, mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, I mean, I'm not saying that you haven't brought it up to them, but... It feels really hard at first, too, when you're yeah. like... Because it'll feel like such a minor thing that you're triggered by. Because you also don't know what's going to trigger you. Yeah, oh my you're God. You're like, yeah. how do I even bring this up? So it feels so hard at first, but mm-hmm. the more you do it, the easier it gets. And then, like, 
eventually you guys kind of have each other figured out a little bit so then communicating is so much easier just kind of how communicating is so easy with your friends yes you have those little like glances at each other you can just know what the other person's thinking Mm -hmm. um and what they might need to hear so yeah it just it takes time and you have to be patient with yourself and your partner needs to be patient with you and you have to be patient with that there's just so much patience yeah (laughs) involved totally and obviously like honest communication that's been the only thing that's really worked for me is just like being honest but then also being um like trying to find um an objective like standpoint of like okay if I were a third party how would I explain this to my partner if that makes sense that's a really good way to think about it yeah like try and remove the emotion from it because I know like what I'm feeling isn't necessarily his fault and like how he responds is going to dictate what happens next damn if that makes sense yeah no that's a really really good way to think about it it's so hard to like look at it from like ten thousand feet when you're like so emotionally involved in it but like as an outsider like you're hearing how like we're talking about it like of course you feel this way yeah well, it it's al- impossible to not. And it t- honestly, it's like so much easier said than done of like, and then you remove your emotions from it and then <laughs> you tell your partner. Right. But like it is that's it's a practice. It thing. is a practice. And I think like a big first step in that, too, is like giving yourself grace because of course you feel this way. Yeah. Like of co- anybody oh would and everybody does. That comes out of like a traumatic relationship like it would be a little weird if, like, you could just, like, turn it off. Like, that- Well, and this guy is so, like, um, casually abusive. Like, yeah. the same – like, the, the things she described is just, like, w- you hear about dudes like that all the time. Yeah. Just, like, wandering around traumatizing everyone they fucking talk to. Yeah. And you really, really did dodge multiple. Ugh. <laughs> god like that like imagine being trapped having kids with someone like that jesus i really can't like getting a 20 year old pregnant like when you're 35 and you already have a wife and kids like how like some people truly truly mm-hmm. like some tigers really never change their stripes <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit um sheesh but like i think that the the only way to really manage that is like giving yourself grace, being honest with yourself and your partner. And it sounds like you at least already have half of that down. And you might already be doing the full thing. You yeah. might already be talking to your partner about it. But like from this email, you at least have the first half down. Like I think just like being patient, like Liz said, patience was the word that you used. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being patient with yourself through this whole thing is like the only, the really only way. Because like all that you have to go off of is your past experiences. Like, I'll notice, I haven't been with my ex for, what, two years now? A year and a half? And I'll still notice things that'll trigger me in ways that I didn't recognize were even things until mm-hmm. they I'm, like, triggered by them. And when I was first going through this breakup, I was like, I have to, like, figure everything out by myself. I can't, like, you know, I can't get into a relationship until I figure this all out. And my therapist was like, no, some of the work has to be done when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Like, that was the thing I wasn't expecting either. Like, literally the same thing of, like, yeah, I'm going to work on myself and, like, fix all of this stuff and all of my trauma. And then (laughs) I'll be ready to go and, like, be in a good relationship. And then you're in one and then you're like, yeah, yeah. Why is this? Why is this triggering me? Yeah, because it brings up new stuff. Yeah, because you, like, sure, you can work on stuff by yourself, but there's some things, like, 
you need to have a partner to work through yep if that makes sense totally I, that's the only way i know how to describe it no that's like, true you don't know how you're gonna respond with a partner until you have one mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like learning something in college and then like going out and doing it it's like oh fuck i actually totally didn't learn anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit <laughs> learning versus doing how do i do yeah. taxes <laughs> like wait i it's like reading about how to do, do surgery oh my god yes and then actually going and doing <laughs> yeah. the surgery that's so fucking true that's such a good that's uh, such a good analogy yeah you gotta you gotta train you and do. then you'll be an expert you'll you be gotta a surgeon get, gotta get out there in the field my be therapist surgeon she calls it um she says like because I, I always talk about how like it feels like my ex is still taking up like a lot of like space in my life in different ways and she's like well of course he does because like he's such a big part of your life but like as you keep getting all these new experiences and living your life like he's always going to be a part of smaller right he's always going to be a part of the painting but he's just going to be like not as significant of a part of the painting but he'll always be like a little dot on the painting but you're going to have this like big vibrant painting of a life like surrounding it in ways that makes the past still there but not like as big of a part of the painting mm-hmm. not as big of a focus so yeah i mean like my tldr is just like be patient give yourself grace and keep being honest with yourself and your partner about it that's good advice i and that like painting comparison is chef's it really kiss. really helped me to think about we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy, with Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketplace platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. It's okay if you don't know much about marketing. Constant Contact's writing assistant tools and automation features help you craft messaging and say the right things at the right time. I use this to help write and send my email newsletters, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There was this NPR story that I wanted to talk to you about that I didn't know about, but like everybody was bringing it up at my brother's wedding. They're like, you know your podcast, you should talk about, which I fucking love, by the way. I love that. There are so many people there that were like, oh, I watch, I watch your videos. I listen to your podcast. People that I haven't even met, like people on the the bride's side of the family. Anyway, um, but they brought up uh, 
this whole idea of like the stigma of being a mama's boy is now being thought of as a flex when like a while back it was thought of as an insult like people would be like mama's boy and now it's like men are like embracing that they're mama's boys and i thought that it was interesting because i was thinking about it like (laughs) i was thinking about it and like so there's there's a few parts to this when i was growing up So my mom is Italian. Obviously, I've mentioned that before. I always wanted to marry an Italian boy because I think just Italian men are just like hot. My mom was like, promise me you will not marry an Italian boy. They are all mama's boys. And so when I was thinking about this story, I was like, there are there are tears of mama's boys. There's like mama's boys that like like are still like attached by the belly button to their mom you know and like that's a lot still got that um, umbilical cord yeah like it's time to do a little snip snip giovanni <laughs> this is the first italian name giovanni. i could think of a giovanni francisco <laughs> paparabici <laughs> but then there's also the mama's boys that are like they just like love their mom and they like really respect their mom and they like think the world of their mom and they like having them around and like i've noticed like a lot of um a lot of men with who were raised by single mothers mm-hmm. those are the men who are like yeah Wow, I love oh my women. God. <laughs> yes, that's so true. So they're not like being coddled by their moms, but they mm-hmm. like love their moms so much. And then like as they're talking about this, before I get to like the punchline of like what they were talking to me about, I was thinking like when I see like a picture of a guy with his mom on his dating profile, I'm like, hell yeah. Or like they mention how much they love their mom. I'm like, that is like a green flag. So stats i feel like you today i have so many notes Ooh, um what a compliment wow i know you're always so prepared he's <laughs> like I oh my god uh, i think? feel like i'm flying by the seat of my pants in life in general you you know it doesn't seem but like it from the thank outside you. thank you <laughs> so there is this stat okay there have been so this is an npr article again love npr in this household there's been over 3 million mentions of terms like mama's boys on people's profiles over the past few years. Between December and April, there was a 20% increase in these terms being mentioned. Men who include mama's boys on their profile have a 7% higher probability of exchanging phone numbers with another user, which I thought was really, really interesting. So they were like, yeah, 7% might not seem like much, whatever. But when you think about there being millions and millions of people on dating apps like OkCupid, it's actually a pretty high success rate. Um, which I thought was really interesting because that that's changed a lot over the years. Like that, it you, it really was an insult. Like I mean, back as far as like ten years ago that I can think of, really. Mm-hmm. Um, well, before it meant like before, Mama's boy meant like you're kind of like a little wimp, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But that's true. Like now, I wouldn't think of it as that. Like now, I would think of. Well, now I would think of Mama's Boy as someone who wants to date someone who to take care of them. Like, who wants to oh. date someone who's, like, their mom. Interesting. That's an interesting take. You know? I'm sure that that... But it I, it also depends on, like, if there's other context, context coloring that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, like, there's, like, the, like, Italian kind of stereotype Mama's Boy, like, in, like, Greek Mama's like, Boys. it's out thin. You need to eat more. Uh-huh. And, like, you're, like, kind of always competing. You eating competing. at college? You're competing. Their mom is always competing with it. This was, like, my fucking ex. You're, like, always competing with their mom as oh my being, God. like, the most important woman in their life. I'm going to read something to you once we wrap this up that ties in perfectly. Oh, amazing. Okay. 
um, this is the last part of that stat. Um, it's only 1.4% of men who actually use the terms my mother, my mom, or my mama, but those 1.4% of men had a 26% increase in the likelihood to resign from the site because they had met someone, which like when like as I'm hearing people telling me about this article before I had found it, the fact that that was my first thought was like, actually, yeah, I do kind of love seeing that on dating apps. And then the whole thing was like men leave dating apps quicker. Well, I think it shows that they're like, yeah, and I respect women Mm -hmm. that's the thing is like i think that there is definitely and like you're saying it's like a context clue kind of thing that um separates out like whether or not it's like a problematic kind of mama's boy Mm -hmm. but there's definitely problematic mama's boy oh yeah no right this isn't like a this isn't a end-all be-all it also depends on the mom like do they admire their mom that's so fucking or is their mom just like that kind of helicopter mom who like I I have read about moms with sons who raise the son that they wish that their husband was. Damn. So yikes. I know. <laughs> so there's a lot of layers here. There's a lot of like Oedipus complex happening. I hate of that. Just, um, like yeah, your husband like fucking sucks in certain areas of your relationship so you raise your son to not be like that so then you're jealous when your son starts dating someone because now you're watching someone reap the benefits of your work does that which is fucking weird but that's the theory and i'm gonna read you a tweet i saw from a real article oh god (laughs) it's screenshots of the article okay i saw it this morning in my in my usual morning scroll and i liked it so i know i'll be able to find it oh my god uh this tweet is from punished underscore kate c-a-i-t uh and then she says have mothers of sons considered being fucking normal (laughs) here's the screenshot it's on uh, a website called grown and flown hate it already i'm only gonna assume that's like some weird christian website uh, and the title of the article is when your son's new love is the other woman. Ew. I know. Um, <laughs> it's by Lisa LaShaw. This was written in 2017. I knew this day was coming when you were, would walk through the door with her. The girl you say is everything. I'm queasy and nauseous and have my head bent between my knees to prevent another fainting episode. We should never have sent you away to college. This was your father's ingenious idea. You could have lived at home and attended a local university. And then we, or at least me, could have kept an eye on you and discouraged early love. Her name is Diane. Big whoop. She's an honor student. Okay, not bad, but so are you. That's not a reason to pick a life mate. She's welcome to have dinner with our family since that's the only way I'm going to have any quality time with you. I will pull this off with the finesse of centuries-old royalty. She wants to know my favorite flower? None of her business. I don't need her trying to impress me. Why did you tell her I'm a good cook? Is she expecting me to prepare your favorite meal? Great. So she doesn't cook, does she? Did you mention to her that you'll be going to grad school right after college? I have an epiphany while scraping off the dessert plates. My son is in love with a young woman who is an awful lot like me. You know how they say that daughters look to marry men that remind them of their fathers? Does someone want to take credit for knowing that my son's trying to find women that remind them of their mothers? She's really adorable. 
He's really blessed. <laughs> and then there's a screenshot underneath of Lisa's bio, and it says, Lisa LaShaw is a mental health professional specializing in adolescence, blended families, and women's issues. Uh-uh. She conducts parenting skills workshops and empowerment circles for women throughout New York. In her silly times, she creates puppet shows with oh. characters who say inappropriate things to get laughs from the audience. And, like, incest? Puppet yeah. incest? <laughs> like, do you just do, like, a puppet recreation of Oedipus? Like... <laughs> <laughs> but the tweet that is the screenshot underneath, she said, say psych right now. <laughs> like, seriously. This woman's a mental health professional. Say psych oh, right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think this is this is just way more common than we think it is. And it's like, I, like a part of me wants to be like, oh, no, I don't have a son, so like, I'll never understand. But like, there's, there's a difference between being protective and wanting the best for your son and like that. Where it's like, no, I shouldn't have sent you off to college. I literally, like, I was thinking, like, my mom isn't fucking like that with my brother. Like, what the fuck? Mr. Liz's mom isn't like that at all. What and the, the fuck? Like, your mom's probably not like that with your brother. No, not at all. Yeah, I think, so I do think this is common, but, like, and I think it's more common than we, like, really know, but. Oh, my God. Fucking bananas. I mean, like, my ex's is, mom, I. Really this is tr- her. This I is mean, your ex's this is, mom. Right. <laughs> it, She's like, she saw you as the other woman. Oh, I, that's exactly how I felt. Like, and like the second that she had the opportunity to like give me the boot, there was a, um, this kind of ties in with the social media tour at the beginning of our conversation Single too. Single girl social media tour. There, when I first, when him and I first broke up, I like posted a picture of me that he had taken of me and like, it was like kind of revealing. I don't know. It's me. But like he had taken it and like the, the caption was about like sadness and like grief and when him and i first got back together when he was turning on his girlfriend <laughs> he had cited that his mom had like texted him when i posted that like talking shit about me posting that yeah why would just, he like, tell you that i don't know it's why would he do anything that he did but like it honestly like i always felt like i was in competition with her and like that's a weird fucking thing. And like hearing that what you just read about that like is the so fucking why did she ask my favorite type of flower? I would do that shit. And I felt like I never ever got her approval ever. Even when I was like giving that my entire a, world to him. That's objectively weird as fuck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like his mom being so mean and spiteful towards you. And to my mom. She was always so rude to my mom. I okay. The listeners need to know this. Amelia's mom is a gem she's an angel when i went to your house for thanksgiving i was so happy to be around your parents oh good like because happy to have you there and then like especially at that time too like that's when mr liz and i broke up for a day and i was just like really traumatized and my parents wanted me to come home to see them but like it was just too expensive and it was like peak covid so i was like i'm not i like it I can't risk it. Like, yeah. I'm not going to risk going to see you at the last minute. And then it just wasn't worth it. And then I stayed here, but Amelia invited me over. And, like, your parents are so lovely. They really are. They're just, uh I'm so lucky. They're parents to everyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, anyone you're friends with, they're like, okay, come on in. Yeah. Like, yeah, they really are. They love people. They still talk about seeing. They're like, tell us we say, tell us we need to see her. Oh. Like, what, you guys have only met twice? 
I think, yeah, only two or three times. That's so funny. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that. They also listen to the podcast, so they yeah. they feel like they know you. Hi, um, <laughs> like better than they do, which they you know they, they know ba- you really they, well. Yeah, they know me better than my own parents. <laughs> some would say (laughs) but that's the thing is like my parents are so great and they're so loving and they're so jesus welcoming to everyone i knew that was gonna fucking happen i just spilled vodka on myself y'all it's one of those days but they're so welcoming and loving that like my i really really want to connect with my partner's parents and so like my ex's mom not liking me his dad liked me i fucking loved his dad but his his mom i bet she was so jealous and hated that oh for sure because they were divorced they had gotten divorced when he was young young yeah they didn't have a relationship but um he didn't like me at first either but it was because like my ex was spending money on me that's like a whole other story but um yeah i just like more than anything wanted to connect with her and i just couldn't and it's and then that was the the honestly one of the hardest things about ending my relationship with squints was I fucking loved his parents. I loved his whole family, his sister, um, her partner. Like, I just loved all of them so much. And whenever I was, like, hanging out with them, like, I was over there for the Super Bowl. And it was, like, we were just, like, I felt like part of the family. And I was, like, this is what I was missing with my ex. But everything is a lesson or a blessing, as I've said once or twice on this podcast. And now I, like, can recognize how, just how important that is to me. Let's read um, another email. And then um, our sex fact of the week, I want... It might be a little redundant, but I wanted to read some medical advice from a listener. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. That I've been meaning to read and I keep fucking forgetting. I love it. So this one is just titled Question for the Pod. And this listener writes, hello, parasocial besties. (laughs) Love that. I've been dating my boyfriend for a little over a year now. We don't live together, but we are neighbors. He lives three houses down the street. Convenient. I know. I'm like jealous. Because this arrangement works so well for us, I don't see us moving in together anytime soon. My boyfriend also has two daughters, ages eight and six, and I love them dearly. However, I also love having my own space separate from them. I saw a comment on Instagram from Liz saying she and Mr. Liz do not live together. I know they have been together longer than me and my boyfriend have, so I was just curious what your thoughts are on cohabitating with a partner. Is it something you want eventually? Not something you w- you're considering right now? My biggest fear is that I'll never be ready for it. I love my boyfriend and I stay over at his place a few times a week, but since I live so close, it's not like I'm leaving any stuff at his place. I don't even have a toothbrush there because I just brush my teeth before I come over and when I get back home. I've lived alone for six years and I love it. Am I selfish for not really wanting this to change? I will say if he didn't have kids and family members with poor boundaries coming coming and going frequently, I might feel different. Thanks for all you do. That's a really good question. I'll let you answer first. I have thoughts that are less immediate. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amelia and I were actually like talking about this somewhat earlier today. Oh, yeah, that's true. We were. Um, so Mr. Liz and I have like had conversations about living together because <laughs> we were watching um, like the the shipping container home show where like they make houses out of shipping containers um and we were watching that and we like kept talking about like what we would do and how we would like build it and decorate it what we like how many shipping containers we need and then we started making like pinterest boards for them (laughs) you guys are so fun (laughs) we're just nerds (laughs) so then i was like this is so fun to like hypothetically talk about living together and like we are both so into interior decorating too like it would be so fun to decorate a place with him and then um 
then I brought it up like at the end of our trip like let's consider talking about this a little more seriously because I'm not in a rush and like neither is he but there are some logistics that need to be planned because like uh, we both pay rent right so it's like we have leases to figure out and then if you break your lease in Seattle they show up and like beat you with a metal stick and take all your money or something <laughs> so I'm with it right now yeah so <laughs> I just um that's kind of why I was like let's like think about talking about it um and we've we've like had a few conversations and like I would like to live together because I would like to reap the benefits of having half the rent and half the utilities. Yeah, that's definitely but a benefit. I've, I've also lived alone for almost 10 years. So like my home is something, it's a place I love being. I have intentionally made it a place I love being. Like everything I have is just it's it's there for a purpose and it, it brings me joy how the conversation ended up going after I was like let's think about this and revisit like in the summer maybe um he like a month later he was like yeah so one of my friends is moving here and um like I asked him if he would want to live with me and my roommate in a bigger place and I was like oh what the fuck excuse me <laughs> yeah I was like um okay so then that prompted us having this conversation a little bit faster than we like than I wanted to because I was just like well let's think about it like I'm not ready right now but I want us to talk about it and plan ahead a little because we have to (laughs) right and then um I was like okay this fucking sucks to hear because I literally just brought this conversation up to you and was like hey let's like talk about living together at some point because I would like that and then now you're like, anyways, I'm going to go live with two dudes like yeah. it's a frat house. So, <laughs> yeah. So he was like, I totally understand like that this hurt your feelings and I was not being very considerate. So that was a different conversation. But he was like, I'm I'm not ready to li- like I don't want to live together soon. Like I'm not ready. And then that planted a few questions because I was like, OK, why? Like, are you not ready because you don't ever want to live with me and you just like that's not the future you want because then we have some other conversations we need to have right so then um i finally just asked him because i was like it's okay like that i asked him why he doesn't want to live together soon like why he would rather live with his friend who moved here than with me and he was like because i'm i'm worried like we have such a good thing going. I'm worried that like moving in together is going to fuck it up because neither of us have ever lived with a partner. And um, there's just like a lot of like, what if we piss each other off? And that's kind of inevitable. Like you're going to get on each other's nerves a totally. little bit. Yeah. Like we don't live together and we still sometimes get on each other's nerves. So it's just like inevitable that like you're going to like get on each other's nerves a little bit. Yeah. I think no matter who you live with, that's going to happen. Absolutely. I have my own set of concerns and so does he. Like totally. we had such similar concerns of like, okay, if we live together, like is that going to fuck up this relationship? That's like a best case scenario reason yeah. for not wanting to live together. Yeah. Like and so when he said that, I I think I took like a day to think he I was so relieved when he explained why. And I took like um a few days to think about that cuz I was like okay that makes sense and I let him know like I have similar worries yeah 
And then I was like, I know I don't want to bring this up again because I wanted you to like kind of take control of this conversation moving forward. But like, I want you to know that you, if you're not ready, that means neither of us are ready. Mm -hmm. Because then what? Like I pressure you into living with me. And then that's not fun for you. No, I don't want to have to pressure someone to like be with me. Yeah. And then I also like neither of us will end up happy in that situation. Like he'll resent me for pressuring him and then I'm going to feel the burden of that resentment. And then like it's just not going to be a good time. Right. So like and then also after we had that conversation, I'm like, well, I love living by myself and I love my apartment so I'm just gonna like soak up the time I do get to have by myself because if this continues down the path it's going down then like when am I gonna have alone time you know or I just I I was just like okay I'm just gonna enjoy this for now because I know at some point in the future I'm gonna be like oh I didn't appreciate when I was living by myself yeah so totally that's kind of how I'm seeing it now but like eventually I would like to live together but I'm also at the point where I'm like I'm not in a rush because if I'm thinking in terms of my entire life, this is such a, like your therapist said, this is just such a small part of the painting. Mm -hmm. And it it can feel so big because it is a big step. But in the scheme of your life, so let's say like you marry your partner or I marry Mr. Liz, like there's going to be like a time where it, or anyone I marry, there's going to be a time in my life where like, I will have lived with that person that person more than I've lived alone. Damn. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah. oh, I should just like take advantage of this and enjoy it. Absolutely. So that's my stance. Like if you're not ready to live together and it sounds like you both are happy th- in your situation. I've also worried like I've lived alone for 10 years. Like what is it going to be like for me to try and adjust to living with someone again? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good jumping off point for how I'm thinking about all of this first of all like it makes sense that you're not like in like a super rush because you're like neighbors with your boyfriend so it's like why (laughs) would you in that situation i'd be like no we're gonna stay yeah this is staying this way and also like with what liz is saying too of like communicating with your partner of like why too is like i think i give you so much credit for like getting to the like root of why he wasn't ready because like that's where all the discomfort lies Mm -hmm. like it's not like like oh, okay well like how can we make this work for both of us it's like no why are you feeling the way that you're feeling and then like let's attack it from there that's like yeah that's the way to handle it well and the honesty helps so much because i was worried like yeah i was worried he didn't want to live together because he just like didn't see a future with me right and then that's not the case at all mm-hmm. he was like no i definitely want to live with you at some point yeah. it's just like i'm not ready right now right so yeah that calmed a lot of my fears because i was like well fuck if you don't see a future with me then we got to talk about that we are probably gonna break up (laughs) right but it's like what like the whole idea of like i've i've gotten so used to living alone like what is it gonna be like like everything is always scarier from the outside and this is coming from someone that it is not i am nowhere even close i have no prospects for who i'm gonna live with but like as an outsider everything is scarier from the outside oh totally and also like you have you were just saying earlier about like you're like being single and like hot girl summer and like doing whatever you want like you've already adjusted your life so much to fit this person into it like this is just another step of it Mm -hmm. like you've already had to compromise a lot of your alone time to be around mr liz and like be around your partner and it's like when you make that next step of living together like there's going to be other compromises that just like 
some of it's going to be uncomfortable and some of it's just like just going to make sense and i feel like as an like somebody that's looking at it from the outside looking in it feels like you're going to be the only person that like needs alone time once in a while when in reality like everybody does at some Mm -hmm. point so it's like you're gonna need alone time your partner's gonna need alone time figuring out those like patterns of like when you're gonna just like maybe having like a two bedroom instead of a one bedroom if like you know that's like something that you can do then like you can have some alone time once in a while I have some friends that live together they used to live in a one bedroom they live in a two bedroom now and a big part of why they did that was because like if one of them needed to be like on a call in the living room the other one only could go into the bedroom like that was the only option (laughs) yeah and it's like fuck like that's so you're on top of each other all the time they moved into a two bedroom and everything changed like everything is so much better now for them and like that's not the case for everyone not everybody needs to do that but it's like just figuring out how to exist together and adjusting for that is just like when you start dating someone after being single for a long time like Mm -hmm. you figure out ways around like the issues that you're running into my and my stance too is like you don't need to figure it all out right now no it's it's gonna come with time and working together on it, like, of, like, okay, well, we have to figure out how to do this. Right. And, um, yeah, don't move in together until you both are ready for it. Mm-hmm. Like, because one of you might be ready sooner than the other, and that's also okay. Yeah. Like, um, I, so I've noticed that Mr. Liz needs a little more time than I do for certain things, but that also doesn't bother me. Like, I'm like, okay. And as soon as I let him know that it doesn't bother me, then things are just, they run smoother. And I'm, it's easier said than done because everyone just wants to know what the future is. Like, what is the future going to hold? Am I going to be with this person forever? Am I like, what's going to happen? Like, you just want to know. And that's just part of being a person. And also a person with anxiety. Yes. (laughs) Anxiety doesn't like having things unanswered. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot of like reminders and like conscious consciously reminding myself that um like it's okay to not have the answers right now because right now I have a relationship that's fucking great so I'm just gonna like enjoy it for what it is for now yeah and it I'm not gonna lie it took me a long time to get there mentally yeah I even told him recently um that I was I was just like regardless of whatever and it ends up happening in our relationship I'm just so thankful that it even got to feel this way about another person because it like yeah that's yeah it's it's so rare to it really really is. to feel like that about someone so i'm thankful that i even got to experience that feeling that's beautiful yeah i love that for you thanks <laughs> all right let's wrap this thing up with a sex fact of the week sex fact of the week sex fact of the week hey should we just keep going oh. higher and higher? Yeah. Ow! Ow! Eee! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sounding like dolphins now. Okay, so this is from our in-house ER nurse. Hell yeah. <laughs> and this is like circling back to an episode from um, April, like late April. There was this article about this guy. Lad Bible posted it. If you didn't listen to the episode, this guy um, masturbated so hard that he... Um, he popped a lung. He popped a lung. And when he got into the yeah, ER... the episode's called Lung Popping Masturbation. Yes. <laughs> it should be easy to find. Yeah. Um, but once he got in there, the doctors were saying that they were hearing crunching sounds. So that's what this message is about. 
And then it's also tied into another conversation we had about like guys sunning their balls. (laughs) So this is from in-house ER nurse (laughs) from the holy hour. And she says, so the crunching is called crepitus. Apparently SPM affects males in an eight to one ratio, but it doesn't happen via trauma. So it can't be related to men just being stupid. Who knows why? Smoking is a risk factor, and I guess it can happen with Valisalva maneuvers. So if he was holding his breath and building pressure, that's what it could be. You had suggested that during the episode, too. I have no memory. Asphyxiation. That was the thing you brought up. (laughs) Um, It wouldn't be related to asthma, and I would kind of doubt auto-asphyxiation because that is your airways, not your lung tissue. There we go. Um, And she said, also, here's another reason you should not sun your balls. You will get skin cancer. That area is not supposed to get sun. There was an influencer thing about that butthole tanning a while ago, and dermatologists were like, bro, don't do that. Butthole tanning? Yeah, there's there's another one. It's like a picture of like a bunch of dudes sunning their buttholes. So we went from bleaching to tanning our buttholes. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Um, she says, also, vitamin D is a precursor to testosterone in the body, but it but also other sex steroids. The more you hoe. That's just like a fun little follow-up I sex love fact. that. Follow-up sex fact of the week. But also, if you're getting your like science news from Tucker Carlson, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Well, I think the irony here, too, is that so when like there were like uh, like liberal men, apparently, who were the ones who were like, yes, son your butthole. And then, and that was like a viral article. And then the right was like, left men are gay and sunning their assholes. Like, oh I don't know. God. But then they are treating sunning their balls like it's so fucking like healthy and like woke. But I don't, you both are wrong. And I'm here to say that you both are fucking wrong. Do not sun your balls. Do not sun your butthole. Those places aren't supposed to get sun. You will get cancer. This is and probably you will die. this is probably pretty fucked up to say, but like I feel like Darwin was like on to something. <laughs> Just let him fucking do it. No, it was like natural selection. Have you ever read the Darwin Awards? no oh my god it's the fucking best it's this book that's just like all of these ways that people were like so stupid that they died um and it's like really stupid stuff like it's tide pods yeah yeah it's like stuff like that that's like are children you thinking knock it off yeah it's like but there are things that you do that it's just like maybe you know this is just nature doing its thing take a second and maybe don't yeah maybe think about the thing you're about to do yeah and maybe Check multiple sources before you do it. Yeah, don't just ask some buff guy. I, you know, it's appealing to want to believe a buff white man, but believe me, I do it all the time. I yeah, where you just <laughs> you're like this buff white man is telling me the truth, um, but that they're not scientists usually. So just Damn. because just because he has muscles doesn't mean he knows anything about health for everyone. He only knows how to take care of himself. And that's maybe, maybe he knows. And that might be steroids. We don't know. Yeah, it could be steroids. And who knows how he's feeling in his noodle, you know? He he could be buff, but he could be fucked up in the head. Or he could have an eating disorder. So 
before you trust a buff white man, check your sources. And I'm taking this with me on my dating strategy as well. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone should take this advice and apply it to everything. If you're a buff white man, that's nothing personal. You just... We live in a world where, like, people just say things and we believe it and no one checks the facts. So Damn. just just check the facts and then also check the facts that checked the facts because they might have been paid. That's so fucking that true. Make sense? No, it does make sense. There it's are like doctors. when you're reading a study and then it's like, this study was conducted by an entire group that we own. Yes. That's it's like so when the police investigate real. themselves for a crime they did. That's so fucking true. It's like, I feel like there's like a little bit of ulterior motive. <laughs> We're going to look here. into this ourselves. This doesn't feel super honest. There are like the whole um, like vaccines cause autism movement was paused, was paused. What? It's not paused. Unfortunately, it's still going very strong. It was caused by like this one doctor that was paid off by this group. And then he lost his license because he admitted that he fucking got paid off to say it. All this to say. That happens so much. It does. so often. Do your research. Don't send your balls. Don't send your butthole. Um, Take your vitamins, uh, but only the ones that you make sure are legit in multiple sources. Don't interact with any of your other medications. Talk to your doctor. Go to a fucking doctor. Go to to a doctor. We love you. Our Our children. I like that you went higher and I went lower. That th- and we also did that at the same exact time. I tried to go lower, but I might have just only changed my mouth. <laughs> I'll have to like my mouth shape. I'll have to listen back. You went lower. I can confirm. <laughs> okay. Good. Good job. 